That was 500 years ago this month that you could argue Western imperialism actually began because it was 500 years ago this month that Hernan Cortes from the conquistadors of Spain, of course, toppled the Aztec king, the Aztec ruler. They'd been at war with them, effectively exploiting internal strife for some time. And Tenochtitlan was taken by the conquistadors this month, 500 years ago. I'm not sure that's going to be particularly marked in Mexico, a very controversial anniversary. Next month, though, I suspect there will be more celebrations and commemorations. It's the 200th anniversary of Mexico's liberation from Spain. It's a fascinating part of the world. At times, as with all parts of the world, it's been a very troubled part of the world. And on an occasional basis, we cross live to Mexico to catch up with top Central American correspondent and broadcaster, John Bonfiglio. You hear him quite often with Martin Kellner at the weekend as well. And we thought to mark those two anniversaries, 500th anniversary of the collapse of the Aztec civilization, 200 years next month, since Spain finally gave Mexico its independence, we thought we'd welcome John back to the program. Here he is, John Bonfiglio. Good morning, John. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Good Very evening, well. Sorry. Very well indeed. Now, um... Am I right? Is this 500th anniversary controversial in Mexico? Is it being commemorated particularly? Um, I mean, it, it is definitely controversial. I think it, it, if we also go back a step, because it, it, the 200 years of independence from Spain is essentially a miscelebration here. Ordinarily, um, the celebration is when independence began and when the famous shout de grito by Father Hidalgo was was issued, which was actually 211 years ago. And this is really interesting because this um, issuing of independence celebration which is going to happen next month, had never really featured before. But it's a measure of the government trying to distract from the 500 years of the fall of Tenochtitlan that they're really pushing this next anniversary next month. And that in and of itself gives you a sense of how uh, difficult and painful and controversial, not just the act itself, but the legacy of the defeat 500 years ago of the Aztecs to the Spanish, of the defeat of the Mexica in uh, then actually, as you say, what was what is now Mexico City um, took place. Now, I've I've mentioned kind of in passing this idea of it being perhaps, and a couple of writers have made this point in the past, the start of Western imperialism with Europe kind of claiming these territories, taking over these territories as colonies, effectively exploiting them. Now that conquest of Mexico ushered in what Spain called its golden age, but it was far from being a golden age for the native peoples, was it? I mean, there were absolutely terrible, terrible massacres and terrible deaths from things like illness brought over by European settlers. Yeah, look, I mean, and statistically, 15 million people died in the five years after the fall of Tenochtitlan, wow. which constituted 80% constituted of the indigenous population. I mean, you know, four out of five people dying of war or, or disease in any population, you know, over a five-year period, it's, I mean, you know, genocide doesn't even cover, cover it's it. It's unthinkable. But it's, 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 yeah. I think one in four people is believed died through the Black Death in Europe, but you're talking about, what was it, 75% of the population exterminated, yeah. effectively? Yeah, look, four, 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 four out of five people is generally, you know, received or agreed on, died either of war, which actually was a very small amount, um, or of the subsequent disease, in particular smallpox, which then ravaged, uh, in particular the, the centre of Mexico City, but really the whole of the of the country in in the ensuing years. Another con controversial aspect of this celebration really is that the, the Mexican government are very keen on presenting it as a good versus evil situation. You know, with the evil Spaniards coming across and and looting and pillaging and raping and so on, and um, and devastating these these grand indigenous cultures but actually if you look at the, the makeup of the 
of the besieging force yeah. around the city of Tenochtitlan, between 1990 and 99% of the troops were actually indigenous. They were rebelling against uh, central rule and sided with the uh, with the Spaniards as well. So it's you know definitely not a straightforward situation where you can present it any which way and have have clear thinking around it. It's very muddy and very complex and very painful. And it's also you know impossible to overlook some of the extremely savage aspects of Aztec culture. I mean, there was an exhibition over here in the British Museum a few years back, and it was fascinating, but it was incredibly grim. And one thing that stuck in my mind was, I'll probably mispronounce this, but I think the rain god, Tlaloc, was featured yeah, in this, yeah, yeah. who received a huge amount of human sacrifice. And there was a chest in the British Museum, and it said this is a chest for Tlaloc, the rain god, where they would put the hands and feet of sacrificed children. And you kind of yeah, think... Yeah, very... Re- yeah, totally. And recently there's been a series of skull walls which oh. have been disinterred around you know, the, the center of Mexico City, which were basically set up by, you know, by the Aztecs of the, um, of the, the sacrificial victims and warriors that they had killed. But also, you know, very definitely women and children build walls to deter anybody coming near the city to, you know, to have any delusions of, uh, of war and destruction in, in return. It definitely was not. Well, you know, for, for all its amazing technology, why so many other, uh, there was such a high proportion of other indigenous groups that were very happy to, to side with, with Cortez and so on. And then, uh, you know, no way am I no. excusing what took place, but it, but it's just definitely, it's not straightforward to say that it was the Spanish versus the indigenous, uh, Mexica. And actually a lot of recent historians in, in, in Mexico have actually presented it as a, as an overthrowing of the, of the Aztec center in mexico assisted by the spanish rather than driven by the spanish well that's the thing i mean you pointed out there about the the huge number of indigenous peoples who are involved backing cortez's kind of power play if you like and it seems from reading around this and i'm by no means an expert that there had to be almost a constant state of war to find sacrificial victims i was reading about something i think called the flower wars where the they would try not to kill the enemy but to cut their hamstrings or capture them so they could be sacrificed yeah, and, and actually, very definitely, a lot of um, the countries in the in the central highlands of, of Mexico around 500 years ago were actually very very happy to to continue an ongoing state of war for exactly those reasons because it continued their their ceremonial their their cultural ways of of being and and expressing and signifying for, for sure. So um, skirmishes were way better than you know an all encompassing yeah. single war which brought everything to uh, to an end, very definitely. Now, um, let's talk about the current state of Mexico now. I mean, we, we tend to get, you know, the old cliche, you know, bad news is news. So the image we have of the country is one of turmoil, one of drug wars, one of people desperately trying to use Mexico as a way of getting to the USA, coming maybe from further south in that case. What is the current state of Mexican society? I mean, do you, do you feel safe there, for example, John? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel um, safer where I am now than I would in, in most medium or big, you know, um, or big UK cities. I, I would say um, Mexico is a very big country of 120 odd million people with a lot of very different things going on. For sure, there's there's cartel activity um, uh, and there's a lot of places that are, that are very troubled. And we, you know, we've talked talked before and internationally in the you know in the news as. There's a lot of um, discourse around the numbers of, of deaths per, per day and so on. But that's definitely not 
the the standard operating procedure around the the entire country. And and I guess it's also worth saying that economically, over the course of the last 20 years, uh, Mexico has been, generally speaking, a very positive um, economic case study. And and uh, there's been a huge growth of a, of a middle class, um, you know, lawyers, doctors, and uh, teachers, and and so on, which has transformed vast swathes of, of the country. I, I think, in many senses, it's an absolutely incredible country a unique country i wouldn't be here if it wasn't you know for that but does it does it have a, a, a troubled thinly veiled trouble troubled in interior very definitely uh, in part because of its relationship actually significantly because of its relationship with the u.s again i'm not saying that's the u.s's fault uh, per se but because you've got this border with the u.s essentially when you've got a first world wealthy country and then a you know a much poorer uh, neighbor south of the border then that's going to generate certain issues which are going to cause difficulties on both sides of that border and for sure that you know the, the two big things which crop up in the news all the time are you know drugs and migration and as far as migration goes has any of that pressure eased people coming up for example from guatemala trying to get into the usa trying to cross whatever aspect of the wall donald trump left as his legacy has that improved with the arrival of joe biden back in january no, it's multiplied. It's very much one of Biden's biggest headaches um, at the moment, you know, even including Afghanistan, um, if, if not his biggest headache. This last month in July was a 21 uh, year record of uh, apprehensions uh, at the U.S.-Mexico border. Over 200,000 apprehensions just in the month of July alone at the border. Um, and also the other statistic, which is um Highly damning is the fact that it's the most unaccompanied minors that have been detained in recorded history as well. Um, whatever you think of, of Donald Trump and his uh, inhuman stroke illegal policies at the border, the fact was that numbers were down under his administration. And Biden is in a bit of a catch-20 or the Biden administration is in a catch-22 situation because they definitely want to untrump the border. But that essentially means that whatever their rhetoric in terms of telling people not to come, that people know that it is a softer option, that um, that repatriations are, are down and then people are more likely to actually be listened to and then taken into the US for sure to go through a massive um, legal procedure, but that actually that their, their chances of being of actually getting through are are improved. And actually an interesting statistic is the fact that of those apprehensions in July, 25 percent, so one in four had tried before in the last year to cross wow. the border as well. So, yeah, it's 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 something which he's not um, currently being able to uh, to deal with uh, at all. The other interesting thing about the border situation, which has changed in terms of the demographic of people going up, is 20 years ago, which is when the last record was was set, it was essentially single men, economic migrant, migrants going up from from Mexico. And then over the course of the last couple of years, we then had this this trend of migrant caravans moving up from the Northern Triangle of Central America, of Guatemala, uh, Honduras, and uh, and, uh, and El Salvador. Um, but that actually now, that those numbers are still stable, but actually male, single male economic migrants are now back up uh, from Mexico, which seems to be a response to uh, the COVID uh, economic crash in Mexico that is causing a lot of individuals to try and head up to the U.S., um, for a better econo economic life for their families. Now, the number of people trying to enter the UK by sea across the English Channel, for example, has been directly linked um, to organised crime. I wonder if that's the same in Mexico, or is it perhaps because it's simply a walk, it's a land border, is it something people are doing more of their own volition, or is organised crime involved in this, finally, John? Uh, organised crime is very definitely involved in it, but I wouldn't say that organised crime is the driver of it. Um, I would say that people who... Um, who want to cross the border actually then 
connect with organized crime right. somewhere down the line and then pay a certain amount. Uh, I mean, I've, I've worked on the southern border and the northern border for, for, for a, few, a few years now, and it's really interesting and will no, no doubt surprise you to know, because it surprised the heck out of me, that actually you can basically pay whatever you want to cross these borders from, you know, bog standard, get dropped off in the desert and good luck to you, through to a five-star you know, almost all-inclusive hotel service where you get taken from place to place oh, and goodness. then drops off in the U.S. city of your choice. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it's 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 amazing. We think of, you know, uh, being the wetbacks being taken by organized crime as, as that first option. You know, you, you you cross over, you get dropped somewhere, and then good luck to you with the Arizona militia. But actually, no, it goes right the way through to you, you, you get yourself a taxi up to uh, up to Texas. Fascinating stuff, John. Absolutely live from Mexico. Thank you very much indeed for your time this morning. The man on the spot there, John Monfiglio, giving us a report into the current state of play in Mexico and looking back 500 and 200 years to their first colonisation by the Spanish and then their independence back in 1821. It's Talk Sports, it's Talk Radio, and we're live till five.